listening to a Songwriters Write Radio, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Just love lyrics and life. It's the songwriter's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it is. What's going on, Radio Land? I am your boy, Scotty Grant. My name is Leo Moctezuma. I am Sydney. And you are listening to A, a Songwriter's, songwriter's right. right. Where it's all about love, it's all about lyric, and it's all about turning Miss Sydney up. Hey. Yes. hey there we there are. We are. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hear you on Radio I'm Land. I'm here. I'm here. You hear you. Oh, you got the Whitney Bob tonight. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> it's, all, it's all out. But like the Whitney out. vibe that everybody li- really, really loved. You know what I mean? Like the 80s, 90s. Totally. Like totally. Love it. Totally. Great if you guys do not know who that voice is, who you just heard, that is the lovely, lovely one and only Miss Ivory. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> What's going on, beautiful? Oh, man, everything. Art every single day, creating. I picked up the guitar a year ago. I mean, it's, I'm just discovering every day. I love, it. I, so love cool. it. I love it. How you feeling, Leo? I'm good. I'm sweating. I just actually took a dance class like an hour ago. Are you serious? <laughs> That's like, impressive. I, absolutely. You came in here real pressed. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have to change the clothes. I'm saying. Come on, and I'm come still through, sweating. Come through, come through. Well, I love it. We got some artistic yes. people on the show tonight. We hope you guys are watching us. We want you guys to get in on this conversation tonight. Call us and connect in the conversation. 818-570-5085. I can't oh, even. Gee, he's I, on it. I mean, come Every on. time. We're going to change it up, Sid. We're hey, definitely going to change it up. Say okay, it backwards. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys call in. We want you guys to be a part of the show. We have Miss Ivory on. I mean, in the studio with us. And this is so cool because season one, you were actually a guest on our new new. I was. And you performed at the live show. Yeah. Which was amazing. Amazing. Now, oh, weren't you there, Sid? I was front row. And it was like, I, it was amazing. Oh I was mesmerized. She, definitely. She, she performed the blues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which that song. Oh, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. But let's let's open up the open up the, just the conversation a little bit of I think this is a cool topic to talk about as a songwriter because people don't really really get how it plays into to to their to, oh see that I just oh there yeah, I go. I hit the yes. spot. That was kind of it was nice and right. Spot. That was like mm-hmm. you just got to, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in your ear. I love it. So this is kind of a uh, a topic that I think most people don't even realize plays hand in hand with creativity, and that is the visual vantage point. And that's coming from as us songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to see lyrics that tell us and show us a picture. We want to hear melodies that take us on a journey and transport us somewhere. And I think that's what true art does. Am I right? Absolutely. What do you, what do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. I think when it comes down to visuals, I think that people kind of get it backwards. They start doing the visuals uh, a little ahead of the time. They're like, I envision this music video, but I think people need to focus on the music first Mm -hmm. and then you let that play out. And the visual is just as important. It doesn't have to be crazy and avant-garde. Sometimes less is more. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of artists out there that just come out with a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans and that speaks volumes. But it really, really depends on what message and what your objective is. Like what what is your statement? What do you really want to say? 
Now, if, if you guys can't tell, just looking at Ivy here, she is one of the most colorful, most avant-garde <laughs> chicks I know. Right, Leo? She's so dope. And uh, you, you are too, Leo. It depends on the mood. <laughs> I, no, honestly, I, I don't think it does with you. I feel like even your low-key moods are like, what are you wearing? Still. It's still like, did you Amazing. just step off of a Japan runway or something? How, how do, where do you get your inspiration from? And I know all the songwriters who know you watching, they, they can attest to that. You come to sessions and you're like decked out. As you should. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you never know what's who's who's around. That's true. You really don't. Um, I feel like when it comes to my fashion, because I also paint, that has been a huge blessing towards me because I, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but I don't actually really try. I I literally I shop at Goodwill like I'm fucking cheap. <laughs> like I go to Goodwill, I go to thrift shops, and I I find things, and I'm like, you go with you, where your eye leads you. Yeah, where my eye leads yeah. me, and I'm yeah. like, hmm, this is like I I got this uh, for a dollar. Stand up, stand up. Let the people like, see what you're wearing. Yeah. See, like look at these patterns. You got the look. Patterns for days. Come on, pattern on pattern on pattern. Vintage. I got this the other day too. This this was two fifty. I put it on an, a chain because um, I spent here. Let me sit down. <laughs> <laughs> because dope. I spent I spent some time in uh, in San Diego. I like fell in love and all this crazy shit. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. But we're no. friends. Hey. We're friends, so it's all good. Hey, but that two fifty deal did well, work out. That two fifty deal definitely worked <laughs> out. But this reminded me of San Diego, and I lived out there. I I lived in my car by the beach for a little while, and I would just jam out with my friends and, wow. and just you know with people who. Uh, who just wanted to make music and they weren't really worried about being in the spotlight or being super famous or anything like that. They just really just wanted to have fun and create amazing music. And, and you know, that I'm, was special to me. I, I'm, I'm living in Marina Del Rey and I have been for like the past mm. nine years and it's right next to Venice, Venice yeah. Beach. And it's like Venice right now is like this hipster, creative free-spirited type area and I'm around all of these kids houses and not even kids like adults low-key yeah. <laughs> like big babies <laughs> you know and they just they are so inspired to just always be creating something and it's always art or music art Absolutely. or music mm -hmm. art or music something or cooking or something creative like that and we really find I'm really finding that it all plays hand in hand it's really like the same thing Absolutely. You know, you know, what, what, you, what about you, Leo? How, because how, you, I see you attack your artistry really visual. Like, you mm. care about what you're wearing. Yes. You care about those it's dreads the, it's the being hair, perched. man. The <laughs> hair does it all. <laughs> that dr them dreads. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I, I know immediately when it's you. Hey, that's hey. I'm like, I'm like, hair, nobody Signature. else. Yeah, because it's, it's <laughs> individual. Right, that's right, right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah, I think visual, Um, it's, it's definitely important as an artist. Um, it it separates you. It um it enhances you, or it can I mean it could do the opposite. But um as far as the music and visual, a lot of times like the visual, there's a song that comes out and I'm like oh that's it's cool you know, and then you see the video you're like oh wait hold up now I get it totally or, or, or now you I hate love it. the song and then you see the video you're like oh now all I got is that visual that I don't like. So, so I mean true. it's it's really important to for the the visual and the song to go hand in hand to yeah, match like easy. a perfect marriage. And I it feel doesn't like, always happen, but it's okay. You know what I mean? I feel like um, Beyonce is a really good example of that. Like mm. all of her videos enhance her. Yes, music. absolutely. I don't feel like there's ever really one that doesn't. And I mm -hmm. think she knows that. I think she, she knows. knows that so hard that that when she was one of the first people to release a full visual album, absolutely, it right. was like uh, you know. I, what I mean? Actually, I, I had I had did that in my mind. 
Yeah. She's, such a, she's such a brilliant <laughs> businesswoman too. Like I, really I, I was just watching clips of her because like sometimes I go on like these little uh, obsessive Beyonce, you know. Uh, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh You're not alone. We all do. Oh, Beyonce's diva moments. YouTube click. And then we and all try to yeah. do the. <laughs> we, all, like we all try to do the hair flip yeah, that wraps around and hits our amazing. ass perfectly. But like, I, I was crazy. really, I was really cracking up at at um at one thing that she said. Um, they, you know, it was just some like B roll, some candid stuff, and and she was joking around and saying like, oh, we're about to go see this musical. I think it was like Chicago or something. She was like, she's like, this is the. She was laughing about it because she's such a smart businesswoman and she was very blunt. Like she wasn't holding back. She was like, she was like, you know, we're about to go in there and we're about to be like, oh, nice to meet every single one of you guys. We're about to take all that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Did she say that? Oh my god! You know what? That's a songwriter's right to admit to your theft. Because Beyonce knows she be stealing everybody's shit. But you know what? But But if she if she said it, she got respect from me. Okay, she got respect from me. But like, but look at it this way. Look at it this way. it, when you are it, it, like this is your life this is your job and you're in the business of constantly having to pump out content so all the so time true. right i'm not really mad at that i mean it, it is fucked up if it if your stuff gets stolen now i've had that happen to me before yeah. with I think we all have right with, yeah. yeah um you know like i've had a very huge artist that followed me and took a look but she took a look she took a few looks and from another um, really dope artist named Moxie. Shout out to Moxie. She's Shout on the East Coast. She's a very take looks, amazing. She's a, you guys should bring her on the show. She's an incredible no visual taken. artist no and writer. <laughs> but um, uh, this major artist that everybody loves, um, when I don't want to put people on blast because I want to work with her one day. It's but all good. She, but know, she knows who she is. Right. It's yeah, the she beef, followed it's me. And she, but the look she took was at least from like all of my old Instagram stuff. And I was like, all right, respect. You know, you didn't take none of my, none of my new stuff. I was really scared. <laughs> she scared the crap out you of know, me. She you, followed me. I was excited, and I was going to be like, oh, shut up. But then I was like, do I look thirsty? What if she wants to work with me? But then none of that happened. You know, I, you know you, so. You, you, you're, so, you're so right about being people looking at you to constantly be pushing some kind of envelope or constantly be showing up and having something new. It's probably hard to do that decade after it decade. It is hard. But yeah. I, I think that's a big thing of what we're talking about when you have a vision Mm-hmm. And you're a true artist. You know, Beyonce has a, a voice. She has what she wants to say. Right. And she doesn't necessarily, at the end of the day, have to rely on anybody's else's mm-hmm. inspiration or talent. And when you have those visual aspects, I think it opens up a whole new engine totally. of things to, to, to choose from as a creator. Because you're looking at it from a different perspective now. Yeah. You know, you could have, Absolutely. like, the general idea, but, like, the power is really in your team. So let's say, like, you could be, like, this visual genius, right? You could be, like, David Bowie and be, like, I'm going to do this and that. But I promise you even David Bowie was, like, inspired by another artist or saw it somewhere. Of course. So, yeah. so every inspiration is borrowed or copied from somewhere else and that's just because that's how we get information that's how we download information anyways but that being said that it really does come down to originality and having respect enough to 
draw it from yourself and your your own experiences. So I mean, it really does matter on the artist. Everybody's different, and in respect to those those people that pave the way, usually the artists that pave the way visually uh, don't really get recognition for their music because their visuals are usually stronger than their music. And then mm-hmm. it takes somebody whose music is stronger, yes, who translates the visual better. And I've just noticed that, and it's just like, whoa, that's crazy. I thought that that originally came from that person, and then I'll find out like 10 years later that actually it came from this dude from like this century, or it came from this guy <laughs> 25 years ago Yo, that nobody knows about, and you, he's got like 3,000 views on his song, you, but his visual is mad like crazy. <laughs> so I know, I know I'm going off go, right go. now. Are you ready? No, go ahead. I'm like, no, I'm through. I wouldn't come to the comedy <laughs> talk know, through. I mean, come through. I was like, yo. <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> but no you're so seriously right it, I, that's yeah. that shit happened to me with michael jackson why did that happen to me with michael jackson <laughs> i don't want it to happen i realized that he stole not stole borrowed stole <laughs> like all of this all of the bob fossey moves oh yeah from bob fossey yeah, like all that. the hip thrust in yeah. the oh yeah i saw like the videos all, and like stuff i was I like this dude is what this white man is michael jackson michael yeah. jackson is not himself oh my god <laughs> but that I, just, I was low-key hurt i can't lie it's the vessel like sometimes it's gotta true, be the vessel true, true. so it is fucked up but true. hopefully you know hopefully michael like opened up some doors for him unless he just took that shit you know what's so like, crazy some i was having a, a, a talk with somebody today in the studio about autotune and they were mm. like share made autotune famous and i was like I've heard oh that as well. God. Is that true? I don't know. I was. I'm asking. I, y'all. I heard that Cher was the first artist to use Auto Tune. Really? And, yeah. On a, on a major top ten. On a, yeah. on a major top ten. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and yeah. that um, there was even a point when um, when she went out to record in some famous studio out in the south, and that they were like, "You're really under the note." Da 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 da. And but this was like in a. I it, love this. Story. <laughs> like, no, like tell it. <laughs> this is the story I heard. I don't know if it's accurate, so don't you know quote me. People. We'll make it. It's a story right story to make I lies heard. the yeah. truth. Share <laughs> make folklore. We make lies songs on the songwriters right actually. That's just the story I heard. Um, uh, we yeah, love anyway. that story. Come through auto tune for share. I yes. mean, listen, auto auto tune is an instrument too. I agree, and that's what I was trying to get. I don't through. use it. But when people put auto-tune on my voice, I'm like, can you please just use Melodyne if you don't like something? I, I just like singing with that. it. Singing I with just, it and like riding the notes. It confuses uh, 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 me sometimes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, speaking about inspiration in the David Bowie's of the world, who now is using visual elements and patterns mm-hmm. and, and parts of their, their live shows or their recordings? Who's who's taking that visual, whether it be lyric, to the next level? You know who I think's been doing a really good job, um, and she always catches my eye is Sia. Mm. Oh, she's been she killing is. it. You're so yeah. right. And like, Sia right, is just. I think low key. I think that's the perfect example because she's not showing her face. No, and she's writing this pop music, which 
it's good and by you know in and of itself and then she comes out with this really cool video with like really dope choreography this little girl dancing her ass shout out off, maddie shout out maddie and it's yeah. just it works like it just works and i, I and don't it, no it, one can really even say why it just yeah. does it it's, really does isn't it working she, more than it's ever kind of worked before like completely. she's doing she's doing something so different but the but another interesting thing is she's actually not the first artist to come out that was masking their mm-hmm. face yeah. but everything else that she's been doing is really amazing and cool and I feel like it's a mixture of like like almost a little bit of Kate Bush just a little bit and then the art the other artists that came out I think it was in the 80s that they came out and I can't remember their name but they came out in the 80s and they didn't show their face it was a female artist and she would just sing and she would wear like basically a mask or like wigs and stuff mm-hmm. like that but Sia like she's doing it so differently mm-hmm. and it's almost like when she came out with like that Lady Gaga looking wig with the giant bow I was like that is so clever because it was almost like, and I love Lady Gaga. I do too. Right. That is my auntie, okay? She don't know it, but that's my auntie. I'm going to write with her one day. Come through Auntie Gaga. So, auntie Gaga. So, you know, uh, she, when she came out with that, I felt like she was almost kind of poking fun at her in a way. And I was like, it just felt like that. But maybe she wasn't. I don't know. I just thought it was so clever. It was very it clever. It is, yeah. Yeah. And she's she's been, she's done interviews where she's been very unapologetic with the fact that, like, she's not accustomed to writing pop music and this is a new venture for her the past few years and how she's never really liked pop music but yeah that she was is, in a rock band yeah it's a money maker she was in zero seven for a little bit like she did her own thing but this is a new venture for her but she's totally turning pop on its face like you said it's ironic it's almost like Look she's at making that turning like, pop on its face that she doesn't show i know <laughs> pun intended um but yeah it's really it's so cool to see you could so easily turn that into a dirty joke <laughs> everything <laughs> can be turned into a dirty Absolutely. joke but turn pop on it. its face <laughs> yes, face down ass up what, what? face down <laughs> oh is this I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, let's let's talk about like your visuals now. Okay. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, can I just point out that the first time I met Scotty, <laughs> the first thing that we did, Uh-oh. the oh. first thing that we did was try to one up each other on who could shock each other the most. Oh my god! You know, like subliminally, did we yeah. do this subliminally? Uh, I mean, this no, wasn't subliminal. This was straight oh, up. Straight it's up. like, Go ahead. you know how like in Superbad in the beginning, like the, you know, the character, uh, he's a child and he's drawing like um, different penises. <laughs> Like it's like dinosaur <laughs> penis and like Bit penis, like and penis, yeah, penis, exactly. Yeah. It, it was it was like that, but with words. <laughs> so I want, I want an example. And then we fell in love. <laughs> I, fell in I love. can't even remember what we said, but it, it got pretty out of control. It was it was just like yo, you know this person, you know this person. I know this person. Why you know? You know JoJo. I know JoJo. <laughs> and we just kept it. Was like okay, I love you. Then we wrote. And remember we walked into that studio and the guy had written a Tevin Campbell song and I freaked out. I saw his plaque on the wall and I was like, he wrote a Tevin Campbell song. <laughs> I was going crazy. It was going crazy. And then I fell in love with you, Ivory. I and know. I, I, I fell in love I, with and, you too, man. You know, you know what's so interesting? That I'm like so in love as a fan just of your whole artistry because I think speaking, going back to this, to this episode, your visual aspect of what you do, I'm serious. I don't really even know really who you are i don't think <laughs> because every time i see you like one time you're a space alien the next time you're like a glamour girl the next time you're like got cowgirl <laughs> boots on with like green hair I, like I, you take on so many different aspects but your music supports it all mm-hmm. talk like talk about that uh, you as a songwriter 
what, what, what do you visualize when you write? Because we're about to play Mr. Wonderful, and I want to know how this I mean, kind of came well, to be. I mean, well, okay. Well, with, you know, with the music you're about to play, I put that out two years ago. And when I put it out, um, the visuals that I had with it, um, I was just in a different place emotionally and mentally, and my perception on life was completely different. And as I've grown and evolved, uh, so does my visuals and so does my music, um, my musicality as well. So um, whatever I was going through, like at that time when I put that EP out, I was angry. I was angry. You was in the filth. I was in the filth. Mm. I was very angry. I was lashing out at the system. And um, I just felt very misunderstood. And I felt like the music industry was just, and I still feel like this in a lot of ways, but not as much. Now I'm just a little more like I'm at peace with it. But at that time, I was just like, fuck labels. Like I was just so angry because I was watching my friends who were signing deals and and they were just like not being treated right. Their music was oh, like, you're, they were you're talking about music labels. Music labels. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And they were just squeezing the creativity out of them and yeah. trying to convert them into artists that were already out and, and just taking out the originality of them only because they had the wrong team. Of you course. know what I mean? People who didn't see like their vision. You, yeah. Trying and to just fit them in some it, kind of box. Yeah, saw it, signed them because of it, and then tried to change their vision. And it was making me very angry. And then I felt really misunderstood because um, with Mr. Wonderful, um, I had this meeting with uh, with like a, basically like a big exec. And um, I went in with this guy, and this guy was, you know, they had all this money, and this guy was so cocky, and he had just the shittiest attitude. Now, listen, I'm all about playing chess. And I'm all about, you know, it, doing what you got to do. Sometimes, you know, you have to, you got to play chess and you got to, you got to work the system and not let the system work you. But in this particular situation, my soul was so fucking angry when I sat down with this guy. Okay. They were interested in signing me and they were like, all right. And they heard my music and they said they, they, it, it, he said to me, he was so fucking cocky. He said to me, uh, he said, nobody's going to remember uh, the verses on Mr. Wonderful. Nobody's going to remember it. And right when he said that, this is God, this is the universe speaking, uh, my phone goes off because I forgot to turn my phone off because I'm crazy. I was probably high. <laughs> and it goes it goes off in the middle of the meeting and, um, and it's a fan that speaks Portuguese in Brazil. It's quoting my whole first verse and telling me how much every lyric means to them. And I said, wow, look at God. See, and I showed on. the mm -hmm. exact. The, Stay the, the course. I showed it to him. And he goes, you probably hit somebody. I said, when? When did I have time to hit some? I've been in your face this whole time. And he was smoking on this fucking cigar and just being like, just being over the top. Because he knew that mm. you, you knew that what he was going to say to you. Right. Right. And I, was, and I was just so they, they were like, why don't you perform the song? I said, sure, I'll fucking perform the song. They put the song on. I said, this song's about you, motherfucker. I said that to his face <laughs> yes. and I performed it. And when I was done, he wanted to sign me so bad. But I didn't do the deal because my soul just I followed my intuition. My soul didn't feel right. And I'm just right now, I'm just riding this wave called life. I don't know what's going to happen. But <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is for the asshole who thought he had the balls to tell Damn. Ivory what to do with her I mean, music. given my music is so different now, but totally. I mean, this but this is, is still a part of you. Ago. This is it's still a part of me. It's and part I love this. Story. I love And I love this video, which we got to shot. We're going to put on our, our Facebook later. This oh, is Mr. Man, Wonderful. Oh, man, the green hair. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yo, that one's sick. That one's that sick. Really? Love it, love it, love it. I, I really, really... I mean, come on. Have pride in that, girl. Two years ago, I'm, that could be I'm now. I'm proud of my music. It's just that when you're like... When you've been through a couple of things after that, you're like, man, I can't wait of to course. like share what I've right. been going through yeah. with you guys because I feel like people are just going to connect with it. Yeah. People still connect with that song, and I love it. People still hit me up about that song all the time, and I'm like, man, the fact that... People even like my music is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can I can attest to that. I was actually at your album release because no one invited me, and I it was it, it, it oh. was really dark. I wasn't expect because I had heard the e- the EP and I yeah. wasn't expecting what I saw. But and but it's also oh. so cool to see your growth within the last yeah. few years and you performing at our live show and like it's just like a whole different. You oh know, yeah, the, the yeah the EP, shit was called the filth. I mean, the yeah, EP yeah, yeah. release you know? is very. It was it had its little punk rock edge, but uh, at the EP release party, if if this was the same one, was it in downtown LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a coffin and like. I, I heard. <laughs> and, yeah, I like, but it looked like a spaceship coffin had LED lights. It was pretty sick. My love friend it. built it. Nice. For me. Hey, it was love fun. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, let's keep this going. That yeah. was really, really, really cool. Cause now it's time for. No, no. Yeah, no, no. time for the yes. no, no. And actually, this is something that's interesting because this is something that's never happened. It's actually not a song that's new this time. This is something that we're introducing. One of my friends who I was actually on a TV show 10, 11 years ago. Now, when wow. I was 18 years old, one of the, my first TV shows, I came to L.A. and I was on a show on ABC called The Making of a music star, the mm. one. And one of the contestants, his name is Adam McGinnis. He was one of the contestants. He was like the guy with dreads. You know, they always got to have some 
stereotype right. cast. I was the fat black guy. He was the mixed guy with dreads. The mixed guy with dreads. <laughs> My best friend Michael Cole was the was the South boy, from, the white boy from the South with the accent. You know, you got to yeah. have everybody from all over mm-hmm. America yeah. in each of these shows. You right. know. So Adam came on. He's amazing songwriter, and then he just started going more and more and more into the songwriting world after the mm. show got canceled. And mind you, the show got canceled, and they gave each of us twenty thousand dollars. Oh, nice. <gasps> Bitch, when I tell you I thought I was rich, I thought I was rich as, <laughs> eight, like, as an 18-year-old. Oh, I, like, I understand. What? I understand. I'm leaving college. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? $20,000. No taxes? You mean for me? <laughs> and there was no taxes? <laughs> None. It wow. was a check. When I, and it was I went like a buyout? To, come on, because we could have won a million dollars. So oh they was like, gosh. just take this $20,000 and shut up, which we did. So <laughs> long story short, Adam kept going in the songwriting world, and now he has this new new which is the songwriting retreat Ooh, in Costa cool. Rica. Wow, I wanna go to that. He has all of these songwriters <laughs> from that, that are his friends as well as some of the biggest songwriters in the world going to Costa Rica and other international tropical places in the world and just camping out, getting massages, going, walking on stones and doing all kinds of oh therapeutic gosh. spiritual stuff and writing songs that as well as incredible. teaching. It's amazing. When is this? It's amazing. We're going to actually yeah, talk to like, him right now because I'm like, so <laughs> <laughs> um, like, oh, Michael, let me just, cause I think he might be me up. on the phone right now. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Adam? I mean, like, you can hear me right now? I can hear hey, you. <laughs> it's seamless. Okay, okay. What's up, man? How you been? How you been, man? What's going on? Uh, dude, I just got back from uh, Costa Rica like a couple of days ago. I'm already back in the studio right now. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been a crazy time with these retreats. Um, like Scotty said, you know, we've, we've known each other for a long time. You know, we did the whole uh, contestant stuff. And I kind of broke into songwriting and starting to develop artists. Kind of, man. You've been doing it big. You know. You know, you know, I'm trying, man. But it's uh, it's been really good because I've had a lot of great mentors in both the music side and also the business side. And so now I'm trying to split the difference between the both. And um, so far, it's been actually more uh, fulfilling to do a little bit of both because I think when you empower songwriters with actual business knowledge, mm. it's it's a huge misconception that if you're in the music industry, that you can just play music. Mm. And they're not. Cannot. No one's teaching this. Like I've I've actually done some classes that um, where I taught at certain colleges and stuff and. I'll be test, you know, grading their, their final exams by hearing the music and helping create, I guess, the next generation. Um, and I know this is a big misconception. People think that they're signed to ASCAP and they're like, what are you talking about? You're signed to ASCAP. That's not a, it's not a label. So it's true. Not a you know, like, <laughs> so true. People say things that you're like, that makes no sense. Like, only because what you mean? ASCAP is putting out your album or what you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to that label. And sometimes, you know, you get in even arguments with new artists and you're trying to help them because just because they're not schooled in the knowledge part of the business. And I implore every single person I work with, I'm like, watch Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, you gotta watch Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Watch Shark Tank profit. will change your life. You know, <laughs> it's, it'll change your life because what you start doing is you start forgetting about the ego. And, and a wonderful. lot of people get into music and they start saying, well, this is what I'm worth, this is what I'm worth. But they're forgetting they're evaluating their company completely wrong. Yo, Adam, you're so, walk, you're so right. You know I'm just thinking about that. When I watch, when I watch Shark Tank, I'm like, I've been thinking about, oh, I own 100% of my song. I own just, but I own 100% of something that's not making any money. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's, exactly. a different, that's a different concept for a creator, you know, to understand. And you look at it differently, too. When you look at your products, you look at them differently. See, I've had a lot of success recently with making sponsorships up with new artists. And, and you know, my songs, movies, that kind of thing. And a lot of it is just branding. And once you realize the power of branding within a song, you start looking at songs differently. Yep. And it's not less creative. It's just creating it in a different way and understanding the, all the angles that the power of your song has. 
so anyway, I started realizing a lot of new artists and uh, even people who are getting deals, they didn't know like their publishing rights. They still didn't know it only because they chose not to study it. Mm-hmm. That's all the only thing it is. It's, it's someone choosing, you know what, right now I really love music. Some of the other stuff gets hard in my head. I'm just not going to do it right now. I'll find someone to do it for me. A manager mm-hmm. will figure it all out. They'll be there to help me. And then you realize to find a good manager gets harder and harder too. So you've got to be smart enough to handle all these the aspects of your career. And at least know them. That's it. You know, just know them well enough. Love it. So, Adam, when you, you know guys when you when you when you guys sign up and you take these people out to Costa Rica, what happens? You guys land, and then what happens? Take us there. Okay. So the whole okay. So the whole Costa Rica experience is it's done out there for a reason. Actually, someone asked me said it, they were like, uh, "Do you put it in Costa Rica because it's like cost effective or because it's beautiful?" And I say, "No. I mean, that's great too. But no, I don't do it for those reasons. I do it to shock you." I do it so that way you can do the really basic parts of hypnosis, which you have to shock someone's system, and then you input a command. That's the only way things happen. That's why they yank someone and say sleep. It's during that time of yanking you that you feel uneasy, and they give you a command. Okay, So that's how hypnosis works. So it's the same exact thing. We take you to a place that you're not used to because you go to the jungle. I mean, there's monkeys above you when you're eating breakfast. The food is amazing because they don't allow GMOs in the city. Everything's farm to table. So awesome. Everyone that's one town is all about positive energy, and they bless you when you walk by. It's a normal thing to be like, hope you have a beautiful day, and they're like, you too. That's a normal thing. Yes, there. talk to me. Re- they don't do that, that in L.A. I know. Okay, <laughs> Where are we? LA. That's what I, mean. I don't, don't know how anybody more. in my life is. I don't even know how y'all are. I'm only talking to you because we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> and, here, and here's the beauty about that, right? Wi-Fi is so shitty. I don't know if I can say shitty in a TV show, but I just did. So Wi-Fi is so shitty that you don't even use it. So what happens is you actually have to make friendships with the people in front of you. That's wonderful. You sit there and you what actually learn where they're <laughs> yeah. from. You know, like, so the whole reason for this, like I said, with people is that, you know, you go, people go to conventions, they go to ASCAP conventions, all great. You know, the road rallies for taxi or whatever, all great. Those things are really great, but it's really hard to make long-lasting emotional connections. The reason why Scotty and I are friends, and we know each for so long, is because we are stuck in a house together, and we had to make emotional connections. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I hold him in a higher regard than people, even if I don't talk to him for 10 years, he's at a higher regard in my life because of what we had to go through, Right. And everyone has that. Kids from college or if they have people in the army, they become like brothers and sisters in a way. So when you take someone to a third world country and you got monkeys and you're in the jungle, if you're a new artist and you become friends with one of the speakers who are, you know, Grammy award winners or, you know, A&R big companies, and they say, hey, where are you from? And they go, Jersey. They're, oh, my, my grandma's from Jersey. Oh, really? What part? Same town? Wow. The next time that person sends that guy an email, he's going to open it mm-hmm. because he was there the first time they saw monkey together. Because he was there when they went surfing for the first time, or they saw a dolphin, or they went, you know, jumping in the in the sea with with whales. You know, they were all together for that moment. So that's gonna last with them farther. And the music industry, like you guys all know, is based on relationships. It's who's likable, who's got great relationships, and who's talented. Totally. But and we're trying to build people back for that next generation of artists who are about coming up. You know, a lot of people are really big on Instagram or YouTube, or been on TV shows like we have. And they, but they don't have the business, and they just need that little extra push. So we bring them into the jungle, man, and it, it's amazing. I'm talking about you're up till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning surfing and, you know, at the local skate parks. Tony Hawk was just at the skate park two days ago. I mean, it's a place that it attracts very real, real interesting characters. The Walking Dead is always there. They're buying houses there. It's a very interesting town that we picked. 
Um, so a little bit of America, but a lot of Latin culture and flavor and music. It's, it's just beautiful, man. Well, we love that, man. Now the next question is, how do we get five tickets and five plane tickets and five meals? Uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, man, because like on the next one, so we have two more coming up in 2017. One's going to be in May, during the end of May, and one will be again. Uh, after like October, November, she'll start out the date. Love it, man. But, uh, well, I no, think we'll I think we that, should man. partner up. We should I should yeah, we, we should partner up and do something. Really sure. cool. well, what what what's the site? Is there a site that people can go to? Like, what's the process? So yeah, you can go to right now. Um, if you go to like Instagram and go Neverland Retreats, Facebook, Neverland, Neverland Retreats, Retreats. Yeah, on Instagram. Neverland Retreats is the name of the company. Um, and right now, to be honest, what happened was the, the last retreat, we sold out in two and a half weeks, and we didn't do any real promotion. Nice. So we had about 30 people in the jungle this time. I, I'm yeah. going to go and, and assume that the next one is going to be much bigger because everyone, I don't know if you've seen all the posts on Facebook from all the speakers and all the artists, but it's been like, they say in the title, it's like life-changing, life-changing. I've heard that. I, I saw that saw that dope-ass video you put on Facebook, man. It looks great. Oh, thanks. It looks well, here's, great. Here's the part that, that's really important, too, and if anyone's listening or if you guys are interested, the reason why we're really passionate about this is because we're taking, we're, we're bringing people who have very high credits and knowledge base. So like the a and and the Grammy Award winners and the Born Songwriters and all that stuff. And they're coming to the jungle to teach the new generation that, of hit makers. For those new generation of hit makers, what we ask them to do while we're there is that we teach the local kids music. Because the local children in this area Coach Rica, don't have a music, uh, a music school. It's amazing, So man. we actually go in the mornings and we teach the local kids. And it's one of the coolest things when you have a bunch of kids who speak like three different languages, which is not normal in the United States, but completely normal out there. They're all singing Bob Marley songs. And it's like one of the most like gut wrenching, eye tearing things when you have like 30 kids singing One Love and you're in the middle of the jungle and you have like- With the monkeys. <laughs> monkeys flying around. <laughs> there yeah. you go. And Don't forget the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, and some kids are singing it in like French, other kids are singing it in like German and other kids in Spanish. And oh you're sitting out there going, this is why music is great. Like, I remember why this is great before the nonsense of the business. This is why it's great. We're all connected here. We're all feeling each other, and it's real. Um, and so that's kind of stuff like that. We like to keep people back in that primal urge of, like, why we even do music in the first place. It's all from the soul. You know, it's nature. Well, we love it. We love awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, so, so, man, Adam, I'm proud of you, my brother. Keep going, man. We're doing it, man. Uh, Look thanks, at us, man. man. Look at us, man. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Dude, I, you know what's funny? Is if you watch that show, Gary Vee, no. Have you seen that show? It's like a, it's I have no time for anything. Really good, really good business stuff. I'm talking about business stuff that will change your life. Just wow. the way he outlooks on his perspective, right? So look up Gary Vee. Um, and anyway, so on my birthday, I came back. I didn't even know it, but he's used my song at one of his uh, last conventions. And so I, he's doing this big you know, seminar. And in the background, I hear one of my songs, and I see him put my name on the screen. And I was like, that's the best birthday gift. When a business, <laughs> not a musician, but a business advisor <laughs> plays one of my songs. Exactly. I got excited. That was like fulfillment, fulfillment, <laughs> making those dreams come true. Well, thank you so much, yeah, man, for being a yeah, trailblazer, man. We, we're going to talk a little bit later about how we're going to make something happen, later, Adam. Man. Hot, peace out, brother. Good, peace. Awesome. So that was Very awesome. Cool. How, I mean, I'm I just need it. to go meet these monkeys. I, yeah, I'm just want to go. go. I'm literally yeah. just. I want a school of monkeys. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> literally why I'm going. Talk the songwriting. I want monkeys. Well, I, can I can imagine you. Sorry to no, cut you ahead, off. No, I can imagine you in the jungle with that jacket on. Yes. Marching with like regretting a whole, it. Regretting it a <laughs> lot. <laughs> a whole bunch of monkeys just behind you. Like I love it. I feel like you already wrote the theme song. Didn't you fall in love in Neverland? 
Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that, is so uh, that is so true. We're talk gonna be right it. back <laughs> right after <laughs> this. Esto es Leo Moctezuma está escuchando a songwriters right only on LA Talk Radio.com. Just love lyrics and life. It's a songwriter's right. back radio land hey. we got miss ivory in the building yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on baby how you feeling i'm feeling great man you looking good you Me always too. looking good girl you I too even, i love it i'm I'm, no, I'm just learning how to look good okay i might lips probably ask you right now i can feel it but i'm so hood i don't even yeah, care yeah. But that face is you know beat. That i don't go anywhere <laughs> that face is beat because i walked into one of them places that do the free makeup and i was like yo y'all do those demos and it was like yes well we like, let's be specific one. because you actually went into one of my friend stores really which is aj crimson makeup aj crimson you beat this face dumb <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing like <laughs> i mean dumb. I love that oh, you were. I was like, where'd you go? And you were like, this guy, AJ. I was thing. like, AJ. And you like, AJ Crimson. I was like, yeah. yes, AJ Crimson. <laughs> That's amazing. everything, everything. I love it. Okay, I love well, it. now I think it's time that we. Love that lyric. Oh, yeah. this time. This <laughs> Sydney was supposed to be No, nice. come on. <laughs> read your show, Ryan. Hey. <laughs> Uh-oh, take it up. Take it up. Take it, up. take it away, Leo. Take it away. What, we, what, what lyrics two. we highlighting? Well, funny enough, um, you know, like I'm the artist that um goes with the music, but um the song that we're featuring today on Love That Lyric is uh The Weeknd's Starboy. So look at that. I just happen to have a Starboy sweater because I'm a motherfucking Starboy. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's very mouthful and it's a really, really long song. It has three verses. But you know what? I'm just going to bring the, the pre. House is empty. Need a centerpiece. 20 racks of table cut from ebony. Cut that ivory into skinny pieces. Oh, hey. Hey, exactly. <laughs> then she cleaned it up with her face. Man, I love my baby. You talking money, you need a hearing aid. You talking about me, I don't see a shade. Switch up a style, I take any lane. I switch up my cup, I kill any pain. Look what you done. I'm a motherfucking star boy. This song is so detailed in so many different ways. Like, there's an app actually called Genius that you, if you go to, it breaks down lyrics. Like songwriters have mm -hmm. got to know about. No, this. it's 
amazing. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, The weekend is killing the game right now. He just released his new album. And it's funny that the irony that I'm talking about this song because every time I talked about the weekend on any other season, I would hate. <laughs> but it was, but it wasn't. I would never hate on the songwriting or the music. I would just. Visual- it's the songwriters' right to hate. What you want to hate? Exactly. The, fu- the funny thing. <laughs> Some things you actually, don't love. You know what? It makes sense too because actually, visually, I just wasn't feeling him. Exactly. Like I didn't. You know, I didn't like his vision. Like I would not go to see him live. I didn't. I don't. I'm not in love completely with his voice. But the songs are amazing. The production, the writing, and everything. Mm-hmm. He's dope. But yeah. I just wasn't feeling him as mm-hmm. you know a visual. Thing that I want, but you to go do see. love this lyric. But I do love th- this album. This new album is off the fucking chain. So check it out. Shout out to the weekend. I ain't hating no more. At You're killing all. the game. You <laughs> cut. Got, you cut that that thing off your head, and, and you, you got a fan. Fly. I know. Actually, you he know. cut it off his head, and it landed on yours. Hey, it's, it's <laughs> the irony. Of another, another freaking Layers karma right is that I was walking from the gym today, and some girl said. <laughs> She, I had my earphones on. She was like, blah, blah, blah. I, I read her lips and I was like, I took off my earphone. I'm sorry. She, what? She's like, oh, you look like The Weeknd. And I was like, thanks. I hate him. But anyway, it's not about me. It's about The Weeknd. And, and good, love good that lyrics. lyric, Starboy. Check it out if you haven't heard it. And it's the, the website, GeniusLyrics.com, right? Yes. Go there, guys, songwriters. If you guys want to know the real meaning behind any song that you has been popular or you're a fan of, go there and check out the behind the meaning of the lyrics that they wrote. They yeah. do a lot of research and it's really, really, The really, genius really, app. Really cool. Mm. Really, nice. really, really cool. So right now, I think it's time that we... Oh, did I just do this to myself? I always do it to myself. This I think it's time that we get... Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, I just be having the volume down. I can't even. Okay, oh so gosh. so... If you don't know, Ivory, this is a part of our show where we talk about what we cannot stop thinking about all week, what we're obsessed about. Okay. Okay, so we're going to let you go last because you're our guest. You're in our in-studio okay. guest. Welcome from season one. Yeah. Now <laughs> Love it. So, Sid, what are you obsessed with? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I am about to be in, like, finals hell. So <laughs> I have a final tomorrow and then one every three days for the next like two weeks. So I'm just like struggling hard right now. But because of that, I am obsessed with taking breaks <laughs> because I can't like there are times when like you're so overwhelmed and you just have so much going on and you need to just like break it up and take some time to like go listen to music in the dark or like take a nap or just, but right now, like I can't, like I've been going, going and going and going and going for so long. And it's like, I, I just need breaks. And I've just had to like, you know what? The setting like, will get like, done when it gets done. You know, like I'm gonna just need to sleep right now. Absolutely. You're probably at the point where you're like, you know what? Let me just go ahead on and fall down these flight of stairs. Yes, <laughs> I'm this I mean, close. You don't understand. Just take a good old ambulance like, break. Just teetering. have Laverne pick me up. Just, just Holy, like, seriously. No, actually, Laverne, Sydney's boyfriend, picked me up when I got in my motorcycle accident, and it was a good break. I was on a good break. I couldn't do nothing. And Had it was a, necessary, and though, he picked right? Me up. It was necessary. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to get in more auto accidents. Mm-hmm. But I need to get paid. God, next that was like God the universe. <laughs> I know. Don't say that. But, but sometimes the universe will let you. You know, like you need to chill out. So true. <laughs> like, so true. So that's love. Yeah. So you say you pretty much love, yeah. It. Yeah. love it, love it, love it. What about you, Leo? What about me? I feel like I've been talking all night. Um, what am I obsessed with? <laughs> you know what? Well, you are. Host. I'm. Oh, I'm obsessed <laughs> with. Uh, I just finished going like, or oh, actually, like a month ago. Um, but I'm can't wait to go again. There's this uh, new facial place called Skin Laundry. 
Skin laundry, I like Skin that. Skin laundry, yeah, just the the name, the branding, yeah. already. just the branding. The branding <laughs> so is amazing. Yeah, like you go, you go, go to skin laundry to get your skin cleaned. Um, it's dope, and it's it's literally a quick, like, literally ten or fifteen minute process, if I'm not mistaken. You go in, they you wipe your face off with a nice, uh, you know, Kleenex that they give you, and then it's a uh, it's like a laser, mm. and it feels like little little dots on your face, and they kind of go. Across it a couple times, and well, they put this um this serum on it, cooling serum. Go across it a couple times, and then they clean it off, and they put this other serum, and you're done. And you're, I walked out with my face glowing. Some people don't like it, some people love it. Um, it's just cool because regular facial, I just feel like I'm getting a facial massage, but oh. this one, I feel like something's happening. <laughs> oh, I know what's happening. You're getting. Oh, that's what's happening. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let me tell you what I'm obsessed with. Ready. Being fat, I have literally made it a duty of mine to get a number one from every fast food restaurant that has ever existed twice, <laughs> <laughs> like daily. And I just got off of a six day cleanse. I'm just so self destructive. No, I'm so self destructive with it, but I'm obsessed with it because it's like, oh, you did that six day cleanse so you could get a Wendy's meal, you could get some In and Out, you could get yeah. some Burger King. McDonald's. Sometimes. I just wanted it all. And it's so bad. It's so but bad. But it feels so good just being like, you know what? And give me a shake. <laughs> well, I mean, why? if you're going to do it, do because it. Because I'm doing it. That's why. You know, I'm obsessed with it. Okay? I just, I just watched... Um, Supersize me for the first time and spin oh out for so long that documentary. I, I, I would that. watch that dip in some fries and ice cream, <laughs> dip in like, some chicken nuggets and some barbecue super sauce. Supersize this. You know, know, the funny thing was, I did watch it and I was like, mm, well, I mean, uh, obviously, but I guess there are people that eat fast food three times a day. Every he did day. get snatched though. He got, he, he was like invisible by the end of that documentary. <laughs> Wait, what? Right? Opposite. He got. Oh really? Yes. Was it, is it not the guy who started juicing? Oh no, no he no, started no. He the ate same guy. Big right? Mac every day. Oh like, shit! He started he only ate at McDonald's, right? Or yeah, something? it was thirty days, three three meals it. a day. <laughs> no idea. And Wild. every t and every time they said supersize, he had to get the supersized. Oh, like gosh. you know, if they asked you to, uh, yeah. Would you like to supersize? But he got sick. He got sick. He got, oh mm. yeah. And some people do eat. I mean. Yeah, Yikes. it made me sickness and happy. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just sick and happy. That's I love it. I love it. What, what about you? you? What about you, Poison? I'm. I, am I allowed to be obsessed with more than one thing? Absolutely. Come on. Okay, so two things. The first thing is I've been obsessed with like all of these uh, YouTube tutorial self help yeah. videos with like uh, uh, self awareness nice. and and uh, also. Uh, this website called lonerwolf.com mm. that is has actually just changed my life. What is that about? <laughs> um, it's it it combines spirituality and psychology, and it just basically walks people through understanding um, what their core issue is and how to love themselves more. And it's been really helpful, and I refer it to all of my friends and. It's just, it's completely changed my life. So that's my number one obsession. Nice. Um, my second obsession um, is the new electric guitar that uh, somebody gave to me. Um, and it's called, uh, it's it's a Pevy T15. Nice. And it's my first electric guitar that I've ever had. And I'm so obsessed with it and I can't put it down. And I also have a really beautiful acoustic electric that's um, an Ibanez and it's purple and it's beautiful. It's on my Instagram. So if you guys want to see it, <laughs> If you guys want to go and see what she's 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I love it. Oh, you get two actually. Because you you have two obsessions. You could turn that into like a song right now. Like it's gonna be like a freestyle. We got all kind of things over here. Yo, that weave on your head got me upset. I'm yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What well, you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got a few more segments, you guys. A few more segments. We're gonna keep it going on, and now we're gonna actually introduce one of our new segments, which is called the concert closet. Yeah. And this is really really a cool one where we just feature some live stuff. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, 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 yes. And today we have something that's actually really inspiring. We are reaching inside the concert closet and we're finding something from 1983 when Mr. James Brown mm. had a concert and Michael Jackson was in the audience, guys. Not only was Michael Jackson in the audience, though, Prince. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> yes. Right? I know. Prince was in the audience and when I tell you they shut it down, James Brown was like, come on, Michael, you gotta get, you gotta get on the stage. Actually, rather than me just, you know, kind of, Mimic it. Let me just play a little bit snippet of it. Here it is. on right these boys so funky i mean 1983 yo they was sweating like a mug on that video uh, <laughs> yo that's amazing if you guys couldn't hear if you, if you guys couldn't see what was going on go and check this video out on youtube 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 come on youtube i like hey. that <laughs> youtube. YouTube. i'm gonna start and calling it that james brown is he has his whole band just continuing they, they just dancing and dancing and dancing then he calls on michael michael comes up and he starts doing his thing but then 
being a king that he is, he's like, wait, hold on. At this point, Mike Prince was a new cat on the on the scene. So he was like, hold on, James Brown. They were kind of rivals, They too. were rivals, like, too. He kind of called him out in that video. He was like, mm, I'm going to need Prince okay. to now. Like, it's your turn. Right? Or, or like, he was pretty... I just dropped it on the stage. <laughs> like, come up now. You like, just got served. The, like, you know? follow that. Or maybe he was, like, being real selfless, too. Like, you know, you, I see you. Maybe yeah, it's, or come, <laughs> come, <laughs> let's, come let's see through. what you got. <laughs> right, and Prince right, is right, like, right. Ah! Like, come on. And then Prince grabbed the guitar and he did his thing. It was really, 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 really yeah. cool. So that was the concert closet, guys. And now, I, Sydney, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Because I think I got an intro for you. I'm so happy that I have an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Okay. Um, so I think this week, since we're talking about visual arts, um, and it's appropriate because I'm going into my first, you know, semester of law school exams. And this was one of the things that took me aback. One of the first things that I learned, I was like, really? Like, I did not think that that's really how things were. But I think it's important to talk about um, ownership. We've touched on it in this episode already. Mm. Ownership of your art, ownership of your songs, ownership of whatever you're creating, whether it be visual, musical, or whatever. Um, and I was kind of shocked to find it. And I guess I probably because I've never attempted to, you know, copyright patent or, or, you know, trademark any designs or songs or anything or paintings, but you don't, you have very little ownership actually. And the protection that you can get through the law, through trademark patents and, and other intellectual property laws are actually fairly minimal. And it's a little bit surprising, but I think uh, it's worth talking about. And like you were saying, like, I, th I feel like every artist has experienced that to an extent of people taking, like creating something and then you seeing it on someone else or with someone else, or they've done, you know, the, they've taken the blueprint of what you've done and done something else with it. And you're like, mm. how is that fair? How's that cool? Yeah. Like what? But it is, and it is in, in a number of forms. That's why we have knockoffs you know bags mm -hmm. that's why we have mm. you go to target and next to dove shampoo there's the target version of, of the exact same <laughs> bottle that's the exact same product Basically but it, you know that's right. exactly so and but that that transfers you know those and then concepts. you can go down the street mm -hmm. in the barrio and get it for like a dollar the real knockoff knockoff exactly knockoff. <laughs> but it's the same but it's the same thing same. but the point the point of that which i just want to touch on really briefly is that it fosters creativity and competition and innovation and that's why we have technology that's why we have artists coming forward where you're like I've never seen that before because you have seen it before but over time it evolved it went through like you said different vessels people putting their own stamp on things and then you get mm. newness you get inspiration um so it's a double-edged sword you know it's a double-edged sword of wanting to have what you're creating protected because it's your baby and you you created it and it came from your brain and there should be s some level of protection and there is but if somebody wants to you know be determined and sort of take what you made and and put their own spin on it whether that's a big spin or or a very minor spin they can mm -hmm. um and you kind of just have to understand that that's the name of the game got you so as us as songwriters what do you think we should kind of do the first thing we have like okay our song's done 
Well, I think, you know, you want to, obviously there's lawsuits all the time of people being like, um, that's the exact same chord progression from start to finish so of my entire song. So you would want to check your that's, song. You, right. Like that's that, like Led Zeppelin. That's exactly. A, that's, that's a great. Right now. So, yeah. so be on the lookout so, for that sort of thing. But yeah. to another extent, like just know that you can't protect your stuff as much as, you know, oh, I think some people, a lot of people would like to. Mm-hmm. It's the, na- it's the nature of creation especially in a, in a country like america where there's just the laws are created wow. to foster that so mm. you know it's it's an unfortunate Thanks, truth yeah i know but it's i we mean it's no protection right. well i <laughs> feel like it's it, a good it, and bad thing it, it boils down to a group of people um that have relationships and can make those power moves to be able to stand up for the little people basically exactly. so it's like so it's like as time goes and um and new situations arise and there's always somebody being sued and there's Mm got to be somebody who's like you know what i have to because there are a lot of people that try to claim that they wrote something and they didn't and there's like there's this one crazy lady on the east coast that is always trying to say that you know, she's always trying to claim like Beyonce stole her music, but <laughs> she's actually really terrible. Now, if, if she wasn't terrible and her melodies weren't obviously already like taken from after this. the song, then it'd be a different story. But there are people out there that like lie and you can tell that she's lying. right. But then there are people that really get fucking melodies stolen mm-hmm. by Beyonce's team or whatever. And those people are helpless because what happens is they're submitting in whether it's Beyonce I'm not even just saying Beyonce but just any artist in general like they're submitting in their music with trust and hope into you know uh, to uh, an A&R or whoever is taking the music and Mm -hmm. therefore they they take it they play and then they take segments of it and then they like Frankenstein they piece it together and it happens all the time and you can't the thing is you can't copyright um, you can't copyright really a melody. You can't really copyright it. Right. So that's where. I mean, but what if you go? <laughs> I mean, T- I mean, come T-Pain. on. T Pain. You can't. T-Pain who sued, gonna sing that back? Yeah, T Pain <laughs> sued people for you know for uh, copying uh, like a certain melody yeah. that he's done. We're like, yeah, I came up with that. But I mean, if you can win and you can come up with enough evidence, that's great. But most of the time. It's like the the little guy versus the big fish, and right. unless you have money to fork over to That's really take it thing. to court, it's really tough. Love it's it. Expensive to stand up for yourself. <laughs> it is so unfortunately. True. Donald so. Trump knows that. That's why he got that legal team on. Think. <laughs> okay, <laughs> run you through the ring, and you will never win with him. Love it. So that's really, I got it. We, yeah. we got it. And we'll, yeah. we'll we'll go to the Facebook, and we'll post some things up for you guys to figure out how to get your copyrights in with the U.S. government. It's a real thing. You don't want anybody. You have some protection, but obviously not as much as we thought. Mm-hmm. So right now, let's keep it going, guys. We have Songsmith Tips. And we're going to end it with this. Ivory, we have a, this, this part of the show where we just kind of give songwriters and aspiring people wanting to do what we do uh, just a tip. I'll give my tip that I have and I want you to give them one. Okay. Okay. So my tip this week, guys, is put what's interesting in your windows. Now, what I mean by that is when you're writing songs, there's gaps, there's spaces of things that where it's just space or things that just one instrument is there. Find a way to put something that's interesting. Make a choice in your mind not to be bland. Put something that's attention grabbing in that in that space something that should always be leading the ear where where, whether it be a musical motif or it be a oh 
something, put something, <laughs> seriously. Wow. You know, no, <laughs> put something, blow! You know, put something different, put something that continues to engage your ear and lead it towards that song becoming a hit. What would you say? I'd say that's great advice. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess my advice would be, um, depending on what you want to write, um, everybody's different. I, what do I want to say to these people right now? I want to say, if you're an artist, be true to you. Don't try to sound like somebody else. But you can find a middle ground. There is a way to find a middle ground. So if something, if you want to be the super eccentric artist and you want to create a new sound, cool. But sometimes you have to lead people to the well. You know what I mean? So definitely try to find like a middle ground, but definitely don't follow the trend. Um, follow your heart. You know that would be my advice. Love it, love it, love it. And that was definitely our soul smith tips. Ivory, we thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for coming through. Thank you for having so me. Fun. So much fun. You guys, next week, we'll be here next Wednesday. Who we got, Leo? Next week, we have the amazing Ty Taylor, Taylor from Vintage, Vintage Trouble. Trouble. Come on, this dude's amazing. He's and we're going to talk about the Black Rocker List. I mean, because he's, he's killing. Killing the Killing. Game. So we'll killing be back here next Wednesday at 8 p.m. See you guys then. Just love lyrics and life. It's a songwriter's right. It is.